Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Welcome back, fellow Witchers. I think we're all Witchers, Tosi. I think all of us are Witchers. And uh, this is the podcast you listen to when you want to become an even better Witcher, right? That's how this goes. I'm your host, Tom or Robots, and this is my uh, buddy Toasty looking at me with a really weird expression because my intros are always the best. Um, but we're, we're back and welcome. It's Monday night on twitch.tv slash robots radio at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And we are continuing our talk about the schools of the witchers with the schools of the wolf and some discussion about the new Monster Slayer game. Toasty, have you been playing Monster Slayer? Nope, not at all. Nope, not I'm, at all. I'm not interested. Then uh, who the heck is sending me all these packages from your account? Because I need to figure uh, out who that is. I must have been hacked. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, uh, yeah. So, hey, this is what we're going to do on this episode. First, we're going to start out with some Monster Slayer talk. Then in the middle of the show, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the new trailer we got with uh, Sexy Vesemir in the Witcher <laughs> Netflix <laughs> anime. And, um, and then... The second half of the show is going to be all about the schools of the wolf. Schools of the wolf, Toasty? Plural? School. School of the wolf. My bad. Okay. I, I didn't know if you were totally sneaking in some, some details in here that I wasn't aware of. I was like, wait a minute. I, I started the outline and I was like, we're going to do all the schools. And then I was like, oh no, we're not going to do all the schools on one episode. It's that, impossible. That makes sense. Okay. I, I, I just read that and I was like, wait a minute. Are you, is there a second school of the wolf that I wasn't aware of? <laughs> this is, this is hot news. This is, but no don't get don't get too excited so let's start talking about monster slayer what what did you think uh well i had a little part because i wanted to hear what you said first because okay. i had some very specific points sure to, i can to say i can open it up okay although so, i know you're not feeling good so if you don't want to yeah uh, no i apologize if i if i don't sound great I, I woke up this morning with a sore throat and uh um had to take my son to the doctor and get him checked out because he was having a harder time breathing than i was um but turns out that uh we don't we he and i uh, clearly have the same thing and he uh doesn't have strep throat or covid so we're good it's just some sort of cold but yeah if i sound if i sound crappy or uh, low energy at any point i apologize um so let's see i uh you and i both downloaded this like right when it was available and we opened it up and it's uh if for those of you who haven't played monster slayer yet on your phones um it's free so go check it out absolutely easy to to pick up and to start playing it's the kind of game where you like swing your swords at the enemy you can cast a sign once it's ready um you can also fill up your critical meter and then there's a symbol that moves down and if it overlays the other symbol and you click it right at the right time you get like a like a really solid hit on the enemy you can do strong attacks you can do quick attacks um overall the combat is good it's tricky you have to be quick to block have you have you felt do you feel how do you feel about the blocking so it it's weird because you have to it's different per enemy and they some enemies have different attacks yeah which kind of throws me off most of the time it's just the same attack but like enemies like griffins do two different kinds of attacks and other things normally whenever the sign comes up above their head like the the little mark mm -hmm. uh that they're gonna attack you is whenever i start holding for a parry and normally it's like right on time yeah. It, like occasionally there's an attack they have that's really quick and it'll get me beforehand. But most of the time I, I get the perfect parry if I do it right when that mark shows up. Interesting. Yeah. Every every monster has kind of a different tell for when it's about to attack. Some of them like rear back and then come forward. They, they all move a little bit differently. So the more you fight it, a specific type of monster, the more you get used to their patterns. Which makes sense. There's a lot of like just actual skill involved in that. But then the, you get different abilities and different weapons and you unlock skills and things like that. It's it's pretty cool. Um, also, you fight the monsters that are around you. So if you're able to, uh, I would recommend get in a car and drive around. Then you're going to be able to fight lots of different monsters and then fulfill your quests and things. Because quests are roughly a mile or two away from where you are is what I, I would estimate about a mile or two away usually. What do you think? Uh, closer than I mean, that? I haven't I haven't done a lot. I think they're a bit closer 
typically, although, but I've only done like a couple of them. And then far, the ones the I'm getting, one I did was super close. Really? The, super. The ones that yeah. I get pop up uh, enough of a distance away that I wouldn't, especially during the summer, it being so hot here in Florida, I wouldn't want to walk to it. I could hop on my bike and ride and it would take me about five minutes to get there. So a good mile or two seems to be about the range that they spawn away from me when when they show up. So but that's just, you know, again, this is just really early uh, playing this stuff. I also um, I think I must live on a monster nest because at no point do I ever open up the app and at my house have don't have two or three or more monsters to be able to fight at any at any time must be nice yeah they just like they're just like right there but some of the monsters are too hard because i just don't have the gear for them yet mm-hmm. um, Fair enough. but i wish there were ways to fulfill the quests without having to travel because sometimes i just like i play these games often from the comfort of my home because i don't want to go out <laughs> you know like i'm on my couch playing a game while my wife's watching a show or something um i wish there were ways to complete quests without having to travel but maybe at like reduced rewards that i think that might be a cool way to do it you know um what do you think what are your thoughts on this all right so i had i had a few thoughts here uh i thought was interesting and one of the first things i thought um as i as i opened my app for the first time and got that lovely little message of we're doing system maintenance and it won't be ready until 7 a.m because mm-hmm. granted this was like 3 a.m when i got up for work well yeah you you get up at like god awful hours so yeah that's yeah well to be and i opened it at 7 a.m and they were like we're doing system maintenance it won't be ready until 9 a.m and i was like okay this is i'm done stop it <laughs> but once i was able to finally get into the game uh i noticed that because they asked you to pick a character avatar um and right. there's female options yeah there are um, which for anyone who doesn't know uh witchers like in the witcher lore that females cannot be witchers the mutations something about the mutations and the female uh like dna or their their genetics just doesn't work yeah we talked about uh, this on a previous episode yeah if, if you're it, interested in a little bit more detail about that go back about two episodes uh we covered that pretty pretty solidly yeah so i thought that was a surprise too but i, but I, I thought get, it was interesting i mean i thought it made sense because, i get it from an inclusivity point especially for people who aren't lore buffs you know like there's probably people who are like well this is dumb why can't i be a girl i'm a girl you know like that makes sense like why do boys get it but girls don't like stupid boys yeah yeah and i'm sure there'd be some people that got really upset if they didn't i mean even if they did i'm sure they're so it I, it made sense i picked a female avatar yeah so, and for all um, intents and purposes uh in the witcher 3 siri although she has other abilities plays very similar to any to Geralt when it comes to fighting monsters and things you know like she's just as adept at using a sword but she can like teleport around so she's actually even better at it you know like <laughs> like there's mean, that. she was raised and trained as a witcher exactly but she, exactly she just didn't get the mutations exactly right uh the the second thing I noticed was that there was it actually was a lot of similarities to the witcher 3 like a surprising amount of similarities for a mobile game uh and and i wanted to talk about the specific points on this uh specifically the the skill system the crafting system and then the inventory slash equipment and uh the um the models the the, the monster models are very similar and the textures oh, yeah. are very similar even like the gear like the uh you know the equipment that you can wear like the um you know the armor of the wolf or whatever all of that gear looks very similar to the witcher 3. oh yeah for sure so it the the skill system was about exactly the same uh it's a bit different uh, a bit more streamlined i guess i'm not entirely sure i haven't gone through and looked at everything uh because it it's a little bit before you can really get into some of these abilities like you have the first line on all of them and then you can't get any more until you reach level 10 so you kind of have to wait a little bit before you can get any of these but we see the same like split into combat alchemy and signs and then the combat one was really close because we had the same like five points into like boosting your fast attack or the strong attack or uh I'm not sure what the third one is, some sort of like critical hit saver, which basically is like the same as like saving your adrenaline in Witcher 3, Mm -hmm. those kinds of abilities. Uh, And then 
Uh, the signs are really different because apparently you're only allowed to have Igni until you reach level 10. Yeah, right. right. Well, it makes sense. So it keeps things simpler on a like a phone UI than to have to like switch between them, especially early in the game as you're because you have to focus on actually like parrying the enemies, especially if you're trying to hit something that's a little bit more difficult than just like bottom level enemies. So with that being the focus, I can see why you would kind of hold off on some of that other the other systems a little bit. And then the crafting system is is pretty simplified, but still kind of has that same feeling. Uh, you only really have like herbs and roots that you can collect. There's little like bushes that you can like tap on. You get herbs and roots from them or you get them from quests or packages that you send your buddies. Um, yeah. And then you get monster parts and things from killing different monsters right i, I want to chime in especially about this whole sending packages to your buddies thing this is a game where you want to have friends because there are certain things that you get from monsters that you can't use so you might be waiting to get herbs because that's an ingredient for crafting potions or something but you get a package of herbs but it's only you're only able to give it to someone else so it incentivizes having friends to play with because and so toasty and i like two or three times a day we'll just send each other a package like every time i open my phone i'm like oh i got another package from toasty all right here you go you get one of my packages and the more people you have and by the little, little side uh, uh recommendation here if you're looking for people to play this game with jump on our discord people are sharing their friend codes and so you can have very easily you know half a dozen people to just kind of share stuff back and forth I with do. right 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 now you could <laughs> easily just go do that so and right i need now. to go update that so if you guys are like hey how come tom isn't framing i just haven't done it i've been busy things have been busy today um but i need to and i'm gonna do that very soon so just wanted to note that that helps you if you're wondering why you can't get this the resources you need to craft things it's because you need friends yeah, and, and you want to craft things because you need to use your equipment like a lot more. Like some of the smaller enemies, like ghouls and and like pixies and like those like smaller enemies. Like I normally don't have an issue. I just don't put anything on. I just switch between like the silver sword or the steel sword. Um and you know, just attack them normally. But like the one once you start getting stuff with like skulls on them, like mm -hmm. I can I've defeated one Al Ghul. Al Ghouls are like the bane of my existence. I just can't with those because they hit so hard. Even if you parry, you're only guaranteed to live four hits and they just do not take enough damage. So you have to like use your potions and oils and bombs and stuff to make sure that like to help you win. Absolutely. So, Which is really cool because it makes you feel like a freaking witcher when you beat them. You're like, yes. I was equipped. I used the right equipment. I parried enough and, and I used the right attacks with the right weapons. And I was able to beat them just like you like Gerald has a very hard time walking into a situation that he has not prepared for. And if he's prepared, then he's got a fighting chance. And that's what this feels like, which is really cool. Yeah. And then there's the equipment is about there's a selection of various Witcher school armors and weapons and things. Um, and I'm not entirely sure we're still not too far along. It's only been a week and, uh, it's been like a busy week for me. I haven't really had time to play as much as I want to. Although I think I'm almost level seven still Tom's at level nine. That's cause I live on a monster nest. <laughs> yeah. He, he lives on a monster nest, but, uh, some of the stuff like those things in the store are really expensive though. Yeah. Like each one of those like armors or swords is like, $50 worth of like actual money like if gold you were, like to spend actual money on gold right like that's how much you'd need so I'm wondering if we're going to get like a way to earn those throughout the story or if that's um, literally like this is our way of funding this like in-app purchases which makes sense I understand that in-app purchases they got to fund the game somehow so yeah I think it's a little of both you get gold for doing um uh, some of the what are they called the um, uh, like you've got these little goals that you can follow these little uh, quests like <laughs> craft three potions and then you get like 50 gold for that um, so the more you play the more you share things with your friends and then the more you use the things from your friends to do stuff the more you unlock that that stuff and then the more gold you get which eventually allows you to buy other things in the store without using real world money which allows you to upgrade your witcher gear which allows you to fight bigger monsters, which gets you better stuff and you go on bigger quests and and so on. So that's that's the cycle 
and it that's what makes sense to me but of course if you want to shortcut that a little bit you can spend some real world money and go okay well you know i, I want the cool looking wolf armor and so that's you know i'll pay however many dollars to just get it yeah, um, and on on the topic of like spending real world money there is i did this and this is actually like probably one of the better decisions i've made i've been having an easier time since then there is a five dollar or 4.99 package that you can get that's like a starter package for those people that are new at the game mm -hmm. and it comes with a silver sword yes like oh, you don't dude. start with a silver sword you only start with steel but you can I don't know if you guys can, can see it in the camera. It's too bright. I can see four ninety nine, but I can't see yeah, anything it's, else. It's too bright. <laughs> yeah. darker. But yeah, it, it it comes with like a bunch of bombs and oh, you're just seeing like the reflection now. I'm just yeah. yeah. There it is. Oh, there. sort of. Yeah. Silver sword. It's really blurry now. <laughs> Come on, camera, you can do it. Um, but yes, it comes with a silver sword. It comes with um, let's see. Crafted basic crafting stations, summoning scrolls, ingredient scrolls, a bunch of potions, a bunch of oils, uh, a bunch of different kinds of bombs. So for five bucks, it's pretty solid. Uh, get you started, and it gets you a silver sword. And for some of those enemies, you you really gonna want it. Uh, it's hard to beat some of those guys without it. So yep, yep. Okay. So just a note on the questing system, and I realize now that I just didn't look. Deeply, I can see that a little bit. Yeah, uh, Witcher Silver Sword, basic crafting station times yeah. two summoning scrolls. This makes things. great audio. So yeah, <laughs> we'll move on. Um, so I I did the first quest and I was at work because I was I was excited about it. So I really wanted to. Oh gosh, there we oh, go. There you go. That's that really good. good. Okay, but. Yeah, I lost my train of thought. You're distracting you, me. You time. were at work. You, you, <laughs> I was at work uh -huh. and I did, I got the first quest and it was a little bit down the street. Um, I guess it was like maybe a mile or something. Like so, I, I would definitely, did you just I definitely leave? wouldn't have won a one. No, no, I was working. Uh, but <laughs> I like, went, see you guys later. I got to go on a quest. No, no, I'll be no, back no. in like 15 minutes. No, I got it. And I, you know, I went back to work. I was like, man, I'll do that whenever I get off. So I, when I got off, I went over there and uh they wanted me to find a monster and the only like the location that it was at was in someone's backyard mm -hmm. and the only way i would have been able to reach it is if what i would have jumped the fence into their backyard and i'm or knocked not on their door and do it i'm still not interested in doing that either like i don't want to be like sorry there's this new app out i gotta kill a griffin in your backyard do know, you right? mind no it's i'm not hunting monsters you're what you have a monster in your backyard i need to hunt it excuse me the easy way to get the cops called on me for right. sure right. um and then so later i got a little notification this was like two days later and it told me hey you could relocate your quest if you want to and i was like yeah i'd actually really like to and mm -hmm. i was at home at the time so i did it and it decided that i i was to hunt the griffin at the intersection by my house for a busy highway nice. um, so no thank you i'm not gonna do that that's a good <laughs> way for me to die so i'm not interested in being arrested you know or killed during these quests you know they um, never said being a witcher was uh, easy i understand that but <laughs> the witchers also didn't do their job in as populated of areas most of the time it's true yes <laughs> but uh i was eventually able to figure it out and apparently you can relocate your quests whenever you want i just hadn't looked into it so if you just go into the journal and click on the quest you can relocate it at any time as long as you're not like too close to the current yeah, location that was my problem um, is that i was too close but i didn't want to have to go that far <laughs> and i was like if i relocated do i get it closer maybe and it wouldn't let me do it so i was like yeah. all right well, eventually got that quest done so but there's don't do anything illegal or stupid playing this game please uh <laughs> yes you're yes. more important than killing monsters on a mobile game <laughs> right Right. And um, there's a warning that pops up every time you start it that says like, you know, please follow COVID restrictions when while in public. So yeah, don't uh, do dumb things out in public. Yeah. And so I saw an article today and I haven't experienced this yet because uh, I live in Texas and like for once we've gone like multiple days without it raining, um, which is kind of surprising because we've been raining 
a crazy amount. So it's just been hot. So uh, the weather's just been like hot, sunny weather. So I'm seeing the same things, but uh, I assume that there's weather like variants. Like if it rains, you're going to see different kinds of things and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, But the article also specifically said that if you go to different types of like location environments that you will see different monsters. So their example that they gave was that they went to a river Mm. and they started getting a lot of drowners spawning by the river. And I thought that was a really cool thing. Kind of sucks if you don't want to go anywhere, but I mean, it makes sense. And yeah. For like a realism effect for this like real time game that they're doing, I think is pretty cool. Yeah, Jay Lonnie in chat says just like Pokemon Go. Yeah, there's certain kinds of uh, Pokemon you can't get unless you go to certain locations. Um, there's even Pokemon that are only in certain international locations as well, which is really interesting. Um, so I don't know if they're going to do something that extensive, but that yeah, that I mean yeah, it's cool. It makes sense. Like if you really want to collect the heads of everything and kill lots of different kinds of creatures, then you're going to have you to go travel places. around. Yeah. Yeah. So in uh, two notes, I forgot to write down. Um, one is that you get your own dandelion. Like after you do the first quest of this, this guy decides that he's going to be your buddy <laughs> and he's basically Yaskier from the TV show. So if you want the real Witcher Geralt's experience with an annoying guy talking to you all the time, this game has it. <laughs> I think that's kind of incredible. Yeah, toss a coin to your Witcher. There you go. Yeah, and then whenever you're in a car uh, and you're playing, it will put you onto a horse. Like if you're just walking, oh, I haven't done this yet either. But if you go into a car, it will put you on a horse because you're moving so fast. Trying to like make sense of it, and I thought that was really cool too. That's awesome. Can the horse be on top of a house? That would be even better because Roach gets on the weirdest places. Yeah, there's no houses on on the thing. I'm sure if there's a quest that you can find with a horse and just AR it and put it on top of a house and just take a picture. All right. Yeah. First person to do that, (laughs) send it to us, please. Yes, please post it in the Discord. Post it Um, in the Discord. So overall, I haven't had a lot of time to play it as much as I would want to, but from the stuff I've been playing so far, I've been enjoying it and I'm off the next couple of days. So I definitely plan on, uh, taking a bit more of a deeper dive into it, hopefully get to level 10 and maybe see what those, uh, weird tree looking things are. Cause there's weird tree things in yeah. places. I haven't, I haven't you seen the weird interact with them. Yeah, they're like these like dead looking trees. I'm not even sure if they're trees. They just look like trees from. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't interact with them until you're like level 10 Um, up. I have blue bushes, like bushes with little blue flowers or berries. Those are herbs like you can get herbs and roots off of those. See, I haven't been out of the house much until today. Um, So, I, uh, yeah, I don't see Mm. the tree stuff on mine, though. Yeah, it, it doesn't, it's not like a, they seem like they're more set locations because mm. like I passed by while I was driving down the street and I passed by it like two times on the way there and on the way back and it was in the same spot. So I think it's kind of like equivalent to like the, the pokey stops or Pokemon gyms or something. Like maybe there's a real big boss monster in there that you can go fight, which yeah. is why it, you have to be level 10 or up. So I'm looking forward to figuring out what that is. Um, so yeah. and I will I will let the people know in the Discord yeah, let those uh, and on know. Twitter about it. Yeah, I think there's a monster nest that's just like a block north of me. So monsters keep on like wandering over to where I am at. Um so this is cool. Yeah. So overall I think it's it's a good start to the game. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If I was uh commuting back and forth to work, I would definitely be seeing more variety in what I see other than just, you know, around my neighborhood. Um but yeah, it seems cool. You give it a thumbs up so far? Yeah. One thumbs yeah. up, two thumbs up. Well, I'll give it a one for now. We'll see about the other things that I haven't gotten to mess with yet. And I might get a two thumbs up for yeah. me. Yeah, three monster heads and two thumbs, something like that. Sounds good. All right, cool. Well, tell you what, let's go to the middle of the show because we need to talk about a trailer that came out recently. And then we'll be back for the second half of the show talking about the school of the wolf. Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. Hey, I'm Pylon. And I'm Doc. And if you've ever played an Elder Scrolls game, you've probably used UESP.net to help you find information about a quest, dive deeper into lore, or really learn anything about the Elder Scrolls. 
But did you know we have a podcast too? Every week we bring you the latest in Elder Scrolls news, dig deeper into topics surrounding the game, and have a ton of fun while doing it. You can find us on your favorite podcatcher by searching the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. Can't wait to see you all there. Oh, and you know what else, Toasty? We need to talk to people about the reviews, because I believe I got another two reviews in. Yeah, I, I, I put that on there. I saw two of them, and I wasn't sure if any of the international ones that I can't see, but you can. So I just, yeah, yeah. we got two more. We got two more. Do you have them ready to go? Ready to read? Uh, yeah, they're up here if you want to read. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Let's, uh, let's say thanks to our friends. All right, so the first one, uh, great podcast for any Witcher fan, five stars by Ben of Tamaria. I've been a Witcher. <laughs> I've been a Witcher ever since the Witcher launched on PC. So he is a Witcher. We're getting the thumbs up from a, a Witcher. There you go. A real Witcher, Tom. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, if you're a casual fan or a diehard fan like myself, you will enjoy all things Witcher in this podcast. The history slash lore of this universe is great. I hope anyone who finds this podcast, take a listen. Sweet. Thank uh, you, Ben of Tamaria. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> and then another review that we got, uh, the right guys for the job, five stars by yes. Jay Gainsey. So hosts a robot and toaster do a yes. great job <laughs> going through all aspects of the Witcher while keeping up to date with anything new going on with the TV show and video games. Their other shows are great too, but this is by far my favorite franchise they've taken on to date. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Jay Gainsey. Thank you, Jay Gainsey. Good job, Toaster. Um, so we actually do have another one from our uh, friend over in Great Britain, which is nice. awesome. This just popped up right now. I, I looked yesterday, didn't see anything else new other than the two that you mentioned, but this one just popped up on my thing. It looks like it was left uh, on the 22nd. Sometimes there's a delay for the reporting for this stuff. Um, and this is from Jack W94. And Jack says, happy Geralt. Hmm. <laughs> Five stars. I absolutely love this podcast. I've played all the games and read all the books and didn't realize how much extra lore there was about the world of the Witcher. Tom and Toasty. Oh, he spelled your name with a Y. Our great hosts and Toasty with an IE has great knowledge on the subject subject. 10 out of 10 would recommend to a friend. P.S. Listen to this podcast to understand the Toasty E.Y. spellings. Winky face. <laughs> Thank wow. you, Jack. That was awesome. He just, he just, he just did all of them right there. Well, yeah. I, I'm sorry yeah. to disappoint you, uh, Jack, but uh, I have a new official spelling um, <laughs> because people decided to play with it, and so I was like, well, what's what's the most extreme that I can go here? So, so Toasty is now officially going to be spelled T E A U X S T E A. Mm hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Last night we were recording the uh, cyberpunk lore cast and the Mass Effect lore cast uh, patron episodes, which Toasty is a part of. And um, it, it, it devolved into Toes, T-O-E-S dash T, T-E-A. And then Toasty has now evolved that into something else. So but thank you to each of you guys for taking the time to leave us a rating and a review. It really does help let people know what to expect on the show and gives them you know, some uh, social proof that, hey, this is something worth checking out and this is what you're going to get if you listen to it. So that's uh, very, very helpful. Also, any of you who have shared this with your friends, told other people that they should listen to it, retweeted things or shared things on social media, any of that stuff. Super, super helpful. Thank you so much. We, we really depend on you guys to help spread the word. And you guys have been awesome. So thank you for helping us out with that. All right. Let's talk about this new trailer we got. To toasty. Toasty. I don't know how to say it in a French way. To toasty. 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 <laughs> toasty. Oh, toasty. Is, why is that the thing for French, though? Like, because... I feel bad for that, but you always have to do the oh, and that, that you get into that French accent for some reason. Yeah, it's the Pepe Le Pew effect, I think. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So we got a new trailer for The Nightmare of the Wolf. This is the uh, uh, anime movie on Netflix featuring a young, handsome, sexy looking Vesemir. Oh, yeah. What do you think about this? Uh, so I thought it was cool. Um it really it hit me like an action movie trailer yeah 
everything from like because everything was like super high intense with those small pauses for the comedic lines Mm -hmm. but then like they lined up all the hits with like the beats like the heavy beats from from the music or whatever so like you got like the do 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 and like there was a sword slash for each one of those beats right um do that again no (laughs) okay (laughs) how's that i will not be peer pressured no do so, I, I did it for I, you. I did my best. Okay. Um, and I just had a few notes, nothing like too crazy. Um, one thing is that there's a, something that Vesemir appears to be reading at the very beginning, um, basically like trash talking witchers. Mm-hmm. And, and while I couldn't find a matching line from it, this might be from uh, something known as the monstrum or description of the witcher, which is something that anyone who's listened or read the books would be familiar with. Cause there's these little excerpts sometimes in between chapters. And occasionally we will get a description from this, this book, um, which basically is just a collection of anti-witcher propaganda. Yeah. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, and it sounded like it kind of la- lined up with that same, like, idea because it was you know talking about how witchers are nothing but thieves and rogues that only care about money so right and, it might be from that i couldn't confirm it but it seems like it might fit from that that this is uh, a, a a thematic thing that happens in in the writings and even the games is that they like to should they like to tell the player or the reader all the terrible things that people say about witchers and then they like to show you all the things that the witchers do that don't line up with the terrible things people say about witchers um, or do line up with the terrible, like, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they mm-hmm. take it further than just like, this is what people say about witchers. Like in yeah. that kind of like a wink and a nod, sort of like, it's more than just this guys kind of way. So I bet that's a line we get early in like the, the beginning of the movie. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's something I really enjoyed out of the books because it kind of gives you that like world building effect of like other people's ideas and, and opinions and things that don't actually like go into the direct storyline. So I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is that right after this, we get like a little series of images of Vesemir looking like an absolute baller. Like yeah. this dude's a rolling in money. Um, and so I'm wondering he's what like exactly making it rain. He's yeah, not, but like he's, gold, he's not. Yeah, yeah, he's like sending gold chips. He's into making the it air. hail. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was bad. Sorry. Um, but anyways, uh, so I'm wondering if it's just like you know he's just really good. I and I know that he's really good. At, I mean, obviously he's like like three centuries old. Just about like he's been doing this a long time. I'm sure he's like super good at it um but i'm wondering if this means that maybe he was like greedy in his youth Mm, mm. if he's like a greedy witcher and maybe like this this excerpt that we got of like you know witchers being nothing but rogues that care about money i'm wondering if maybe that does apply to vesemir and maybe we're gonna see like a storyline of him like maturing yeah in that that's his vice and we watch the character arc of him learning his lesson about that and becoming becoming more than just somebody who's good at a thing and does it for makes lots of money for it. Learning that there's like a deeper meaning in life than just that. Yeah. yeah. Cause he seemed very cocky in this trailer. Maybe, maybe that was just me, but he did seem oh, yeah. kind of like, like the cockiness of youth kind of thing. So, Oh, absolutely. He's got this, like uh, even the, the way they draw him, he's like this, like, handsome like for a witcher he's like he's got swagger and he's very handsome and and yes Geralt has gotten more handsome in in each of the you know uh (laughs) games as it moves forward but traditionally in the books he's not a handsome guy he's like he's he's an ugly dude and he's got a lot of like flaws and imperfections and you know battle scars and weird eyes and like he's the kind of guy who walks into town and you kind of go oh I probably shouldn't make eye contact with him not the kind of guy that you look at and go hey Look at that. Look at that hunk of meat. You know, like, um, but yeah, this yeah, Vesemir was Vesemir? Vesemir's hot. Vesemir's yeah. hot. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and he's the kind of guy who knows it. He's the kind of guy who's got that, like, yeah, I got this. 
you know, kind of attitude. Um, uh, which I guess kind of takes me into my next point is the fact that Vesemir looks like a total badass in this trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, not only uh, his his attractiveness, but like we see a lot of sequences of him like doing like cool like anime dashes and and jumps and things where he's like super mobile. There was like a part where he like bounces off a tree and then off of something else or something. Yeah. Um, so and this may this is kind of like because it's an anime so this is definitely things you expect to see in an anime usually like of this type but you know i'm wondering it, what this exactly means for how like how he is like if this was actually him back then you know if he was this mobile and and like hit i can't think of a good word for there so <laughs> agile um yeah I, yeah. I, I get where you're going. Um, the other thing I want to know, and I, I want to hear people's thoughts on this, is if you've watched any of the other a- anime stuff, specifically from Netflix, not just any anime, but like if you've uh, specifically, I would compare this to um, it has similarities with something like Castlevania. But I think I like this style better than what you see in Castlevania. I don't know if the frame rate is a little higher. Or if there's something about the way they animate the fluidity of motion and things, and Castlevania is great. Like it, it looks, looks fluid. It looks it good. looks real fluid. Like and, and you get a, you get to a certain point in Castlevania where like they're I mean they're they're battling monsters and stuff, and it's cool. This is feels to me at least from the trailer like a step above that. There's something about it that is just a little bit more. I don't know. And fluid is maybe the best word for it. Did you get that feeling? Yeah, no, it it definitely was like the animation was really top notch in my opinion. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah, pretty good looking. I mean, <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. All right, so uh, that's um, that's our our thoughts on it. And again, this comes out next month, so this is an August release, so August twenty third, twenty third. Yeah, and we've got a few weeks to go before it actually comes out, but we'd love to hear your thoughts. So feel free to share on the Robots Radio Discord or shoot us a message on Twitter and let us know your thoughts about the anime and the trailer and what you think might might be coming. Because you know maybe maybe this is putting us in the wrong direction. Maybe things are going to be a little bit different. And I think Toasty's seeing ghosts right now. So we're going to move on to the rest Sorry. of the show. Here we go. <laughs> You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. So, Toasty, we've talked a little bit about the schools of the Witchers uh, because it was hard to not it was hard to discuss the origin of witchers and the creation of witchers without having to touch a little bit on the schools and the differences between the schools. But there's more to each school than just the things that we covered last time. Um, and as we talked about before, the school of the wolf is the, that's the one that we're most familiar with. You know, when we play the games, when we read the books, Geralt is from the school of the wolf and the school of the wolf also maybe the one that is most in line with the original intent for the witchers would you would you say that that's accurate uh i would agree i would tend to agree on that one yes okay so what else do we know about the school of the wolf all right so this was i, I know we said this in a previous episode but mm-hmm. uh, the school of the wolf was formed from the vestiges of the order of the witchers so it was created when the remaining members of the dead order at that point it, the order was over there was there was really nothing left except for these witchers and they left Morgrave castle, which is where the order of the witchers was first established and moved to settle in Morn Valley, uh, where they settled at care Morhen, who, which was constructed by some builders in the 11th century and then was just abandoned or maybe they vanished. It, no one really knows, but they just found an abandoned care Morhen and they were like, all right, we'll take it. <laughs> All right. Sounds good to me. Yeah, that's interesting. That's kind of a mysterious background to that. Mm-hmm. And so we move on a little bit, uh, basically to the the uh, golden era of the witchers where all the schools are like popping off, doing their jobs and treating people with respect. Um, <laughs> and so in the glory days of the wolf school, it was highly recognized as a school of reliable and professional monster slayers. Like it was probably the most renowned 
Witcher school when they were at their like highest point. Uh, even even so much so that there's a legend that states that uh, they hosted Count Estheril Tyson and his lover Agnes while they were hiding out from her enraged father because hmm. he was pissed that uh, they wanted to be together. <laughs> that was nice of them. They hosted a, a lord and a, and his lady uh, to hide. Uh, that's I wonder if pretty, they got, like esteemed. Like you know, they don't. Yeah. I wonder if they got paid for that. Oh, probably. Probably. I mean, the, he's a count. He's probably got money. <laughs> right. Right. And that's really all that there is for the golden era of the wolf school. Because then we get to the and this is a word that i had to look up or the because they refer to this as the pogroms or the pogroms uh-huh. not sh- entirely sure but it, it just basically means massacres um so the second half of the 12th century and we talked about this a little bit before to where uh as the monsters started to uh like die off and there was less and less work for the witchers the the mobs turned propaganda started forming against the witchers. They started being like framed or thought of as the monsters. And so a, uh, the second half of the 12th century, we see an enraged mob led by mages and priests assault care Morhen and massacre all of the witchers that were present at the keep at the time. So all the witchers that were there, Wow. were killed that must have been quite the mob because I mean, assaulting a bunch of witchers in their own home uh guarded and defending a keep is no small task it's it's not i mean they did have mages there it, it doesn't say sure. how many mages were present and mages can de- certainly contend with witchers um especially with like the advantage of range so right um, right but yeah, that must have been quite the quite the thing. Yeah, pogrom also um, typically it means massacre, but it also often is referred to in a sense of like a genocide against against a specific people group. So that's I mean, why that's what this is. Yeah, that's yeah. why this would make sense for you know uh, being against witchers. Mm-hmm. So uh, from some ah, for some time since then, words are hard. The schools <laughs> of the wolf and the cat were funded by. Kidwini monarchs. That's a, that's a hard thing to say. So uh, they were actually like being like paid by like Kings and Queens. Like they were like, okay, you do this stuff for us. And we're just going to make sure that you're good. Um, so they kind of get a bit of a resurgence here. Um, the student exchanges took place and some older witchers befriended each other, which from what we had seen so far, the witchers kind of passed by each other, like on the path and, you know, get like a, like a nod of, of a a fellow like worker, like in the same field of like Mm -hmm. a nod of respect, but they didn't really befriend each other. Um, Like Jeep drivers. And, and we see this from the students because most of the students didn't trust each other. Um, They, I guess they're paranoid and this often resulted in brawls and arguments. So this is from the wolf and the cat. They were being funded together so they had to work together on things mm-hmm. and these are two separate uh, witcher schools and this is about the closest any witcher school got to another one um aside from like like i said earlier passing on. one by the path right right um, um I, this makes sense too because i i would imagine that they often often saw each other as com- competitors like there's a limited market of monsters out there and people wanting to pay for monster hunters so the first one to get the job and fulfill it gets the money right mm-hmm. so yeah they're going to be in competition unless they're being paid by the same monarch who is removing the competition by saying here this is why i'm paying you you guys go hunt this down you know i don't care who does it but work together get it done there's not going to be as much competition yeah and and we'll see that this doesn't work out all that great so king radawid the second under the influence of his court mage astragaris and other druids i am the wizard astrogaris (laughs) yes that's um who was convinced that the revival of the witcher schools was a threat to his rule uh which is scary uh paranoid king never want that um 
His manipulations made Master Trace of the Cats engage in a plot against the wolves. So he set the cats against the wolves. Awesome. And uh, so he put together this this witcher tournament to where like they had like duels with each other Mm -hmm. um, and kind of like a friendly sense. And during this tournament, the cats turned on the wolves and ambushed them and basically slaughtered a good majority of them. To which at that point, the king ordered his soldiers to kill the cats. Oh, geez. So everybody goes down almost. Yeah. So he uses the cats to thin the pool of witchers and make it easier for his men to finish off the rest. Um, Wow. And then as we'll come into a bit later, when we're talking about the, the members of the school of the wolf, um, this is something, this is a, I think this is a comic book thing that I have, I have not read before. I believe this is from a comic book. Uh, This, this plot line is in this comic book and uh, Geralt's, and some of his other Witcher brethren are actually present at this. So oh, wow. Geralt actually survives th- this somehow. Uh, like a young Geralt. Uh, yes. Yes. Right. Uh, so the current situation we're at now with the school of the wolf is that the last children were trained at Caremoran in the 1230s. Knowledge about trials and mage assistants eventually vanished since then oh god i put that terribly (laughs) (laughs) Uh, by the 1260s the only living member of the old quote old pre pogrom witchers of the wolf was vesemir is the only one that remains before the massacres pretty much um or before the the first one the first massacre um he and a couple of younger ones spent winters in the keep which we kind of see this a little bit in the games you know witcher three you go and stay at the keep during or he tells you he's gonna you know head to the keep for winter Mm -hmm. um and they pretty much kept everyone out uh especially the the cats and the vipers like members of the school of the cat the viper Mm -hmm. uh and they did but they did invite cohen who was a member of the, the school of the griffin um so but they pretty much isolated themselves because they figured that was the safest thing for them to do. That makes sense. That makes sense. This makes me wonder um, with the, the, the movie, the anime coming out, if we're going to see any of this like pre pogrom or even some sort of build up to this, uh, you know, situation with the, the tournament and the, the wolves getting massacred, you know, like uh, this might be the first of several movies, but a young Vesemir living long enough to start training, uh, you know, to get a little bit older, learn some life lessons, take somebody like Geralt under his shoulders, you know, under his under his shoulders, under his wings. That's the right <laughs> phrase. Sorry, guys. My, my brain is not working great. I'm yeah, I'm kind of sick today. Same location under uh, a wing and a yeah, shoulder. Yeah, wing, wing and under your arms in your armpits. Um, But yeah, I could I could see this being like a really cool storyline that builds up to like cooperation between the wolves and the cats and then eventually things fall apart. And like the, the way that the world has to deal with that, that, that I, I like that storyline as a potential future, you know, movies or shows or whatever. I think that's a really cool idea. I think this would have to be a buildup because based on the amount of money that you see Vesemir having in this trailer, I think this is sometime during the golden age yeah. where all the schools are booming and there's tons of monsters of fight. It seems like that's about the time period. And it's a while after that when, when, these massacres happen. So, but maybe we see, we'll see the buildup or maybe something. The beginning of the the movement towards maybe that the, because the beginning of the propaganda. I mean, we saw sure. that one thing that's, yeah. that's, it seems like that's where the propaganda is starting. So maybe right. it's right there at the cusp. So yeah. Who's to say if this movie does well, that they don't do a sequel and continue the story and then like draw things out or that this storyline doesn't play into the other Witcher show that they're doing that takes place before the time of Geralt. You know, like mm-hmm. we might we might see some of that stuff, too. So that could be really cool. So in the early 1270s, and we're starting to get into the games at this point, uh, we see the ultimate downfall of the school uh, after it suffers the attacks from the Salamandra, mm-hmm. which if you play The Witcher 1, that's the prologue, essentially. That's the uh, assault event. at the beginning of the game, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's the Salamandra attacking. And then in The Witcher 3, the attack from the wild hunt yeah and 
cool stuff. Uh, and we see that at that point, Kermorhan not safe anymore. <laughs> Too many enemies seem to know where it's at. So, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that also opens up questions for what happens if we continue the story of The Witcher after The Witcher Three. You know, like how does that move forward? Um, man, this this universe is so good. There's so much opportunity for more stories and things. So, Tosi, you've also put together a list of all the known members of the school of the wolf and we're gonna yes. we're gonna wrap up this episode by quickly going through uh, this list um we've only got a few minutes left but i want to see if we can knock all these out as fast as we can <laughs> do, do we want to do we want to go like a back and forth thing or do you just want oh, sure. to do it yeah 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 let's just go back and forth okay well i'll start us off with uh, a don of carreras uh who was a witcher who was sent by vesemir to beauclair to forge grandmaster wolf gear and when he couldn't afford it with the money he was given, he had to find work and help out some like scholars go into a cave and escort them through the cave. Uh, and they were pursued by monsters. And as they were fleeing, he made the ultimate sacrifice to protect the scholars and allow them to get out and collapse the cave. He held the door. Very heroic. Well, yes. That's, <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a really good call there. This is Hodor, um, Adon yeah. of Carreras. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he was so like probably the most heroic witcher I've ever heard of besides Geralt. So wow. So uh, the next one, this is alphabetical. There's a, a witcher known as Aubrey, who was a member of Geralt's generation, and he was killed during the tournament massacre, which we just mentioned. Mm -hmm. We got Barman, who was a previous leader of the Wolf School. He took the role of Vesemir's teacher and likely died during the assaults on Kaer Morhen by the that angry mob with the priests. And then there's Berengar, um, present in The Witcher 1. He leaves Kaer Morhen because of his disdain for witchers. Geralt finds him later and can choose to kill or spare him, although if spared, he is killed during the fight with Azar Javid. Javid? Javid. It's probably Javid. Javid, probably. Uh, we got Elgar, a legendary witcher who actually made the diagrams for wolf school gear. That's so cool. kind of cool guy there. Yep. And then there's Eskel, which should sound familiar if you played the games. Uh, renowned witcher and brother, not literally, to Geralt. Um, I think he, uh, Toasty wrote these and you say, I think he deserves his own episode in the future. So yeah, absolutely. We need to, we yeah, need he's, to. He's very, he's one of the real prominent ones. So I think some of these bigger names get their own episodes here. So yeah, totally. Uh, I like this next have, one. We have Frank and whenever I looked them up, like on the wiki, it literally said a member of the, a trainee from the wolf school. That was his description. Sweet. So he, I put random trainee and his name is Frank, which I kind of think is hilarious. I feel like that's a great name for just a random. So welcome to the inn, witcher. What's your drink? What name do you go by? I'm Frank, Frank, the witcher. <laughs> like, all right, have a seat. Um, then we have Gardas, uh, random witcher. <laughs> this is just yeah, another was name. Also, his description was ran or was was a witcher of the school of the wolf. So we had a trainee. We had a witcher. Know. So there's two guys uh, who are not important in any way. And then a very <laughs> important one comes up next. Uh, so we have uh, Geralt of Rivia. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this guy, uh, but I think I'm pretty sure we all have. Uh, and I think it goes without saying that he's going to get his own episode maybe more than one <laughs> probably more than one uh the the butcher of uh, uh the wolf Blaviken. and the, the white blaviken uh, he's, the got, white he's got blaviken. nicknames he's got all sorts of nicknames um then we have gweld Gareth's best friend through training he trained with and fought on the side of the cats during the tournament had to duel with Geralt and was magically forced to attack him and Geralt was forced to kill him in self-defense total bummer yeah, and, and this isn't, he didn't choose. They just had an uneven numbers uh, during this tournament. So mm. they sent him over uh, to like train, but he was also, he was a spy because they didn't trust the cats. So he was spying on the cats. Um, but cool. it wasn't the cats that you, uh, <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't have trusted the cats, but you, it was overall the leadership that was the worst. Um, then we have Gwyn. Uh, <laughs> This was basically, there was like no description on this guy other than he participated in the crossbow deflection practices and <laughs> did not succeed very oh, well. No. So he's bad at deflecting crossbow balls. That may have been the last note about this 
uh, Witcher ever. He didn't die from it, <laughs> no? but he, he, it was, they were blunt crossbow bolts, oh, okay. but he had to go to the infirmary. Um, <laughs> so he, he still messed up real bad. <laughs> oh, that's no good. Um, then we have Hemmings also bad at deflecting crossbow bolts. He died during the tournament massacre. Poor man. These poor, yeah, poor they guys. Went to the, they went to the infirmary together <laughs> <laughs> and we got a Lambert. You may have heard of this guy before. Uh, also brother to Geralt, not literally uh, the Witcher with a quick, a witty tongue um, definitely has the most uh, quips in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. <laughs> will also be getting his own episode in the future, probably. Kind because... of a smart ass. Yeah. Totally. Oh, kind of? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that was understated on. Yes, absolutely. Um, then we have Leo, a young Witcher trainee who was never subjected to the mutagens. He was killed during the Salamandra assault on Kaer Morin, which takes place, of course, during the prologue of The Witcher 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Olak of Bon Glean. And I yeah, wrote his name twice. I think that's how, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, also known as Olak, uh, was a witcher from the school of the wolf. He was famous for killing a demon, terrorizing a lander. All right. Then we've got Osbert, witcher instructor, taught many, including Geralt. Uh, then we have uh, Ramus, um, which I believe was a werewolf. Oh wait, wrong universe. Wrong universe. No. <laughs> uh, I see what um, you did there. <laughs> he was a wolf, though, um, and I was actually surprised to see this because so this is the Witcher that we see in the Striga episode of the Netflix series, oh. the one that died. Um, and I could have sworn up and down, left and right, that he was a cat. I thought that that was a cat medallion. And then I looked back and watched, I was like, that was a wolf medallion. At what point did I think what? that was a cat? Um, so he was, he was of the again. school of the wolf. Yeah. Um, he was hired by the Miners Guild of Tamaria to eliminate the monster reported to run havoc across the country, mistakenly assuming that he was facing a Vukudlak instead of a Stricker, he was badly prepared and died during the hunt. Yeah, that's a total, total bummer there. Uh, next up, Renz, one of the leaders of the Wolf School. That's all we know about Renz. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Tiold, I believe that's how it's pronounced. That's mm-hmm. actually one thing I know. Another victim of the tournament massacre. A lot of witchers died during this. Mm-hmm. And then Varen, seen during the lamp scenes in The Witcher 3, likely died during the massacre of Kaer Morin. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, someone else you may have heard of, Vesemir. Uh, he needs no explanation. But he will be getting one fairly soon. All right. And then Voltaire, not Voltaire. It's a cool name. Voltaire, V-O-L-T-E-H-R-E, undertook the trial of the medallion with Lambert, but was slain by the Cyclops, Old Speartip. We talked about Tom's favorite Cyclops. Man, Old Speartip. That's such a good name. Yeah. Uh, And then we have Dagobert Sola. Uh, who was not a witcher, but a mage that helped uh, the school of the wolf infamous renegade mage who supervised the trial of the grasses for the wolf school. He also created the first frightener, which if you played the witcher one, that is that creepy praying mantis monster thing that bashes through the walls for the salamandra. Um, And I'm like, dude, why? Why did he make you those? That? That's not those, a good idea. Those are terrifying. <laughs> Dago Bert, bad idea. Bad idea. Then we've got Cone, member of the school of the Cohen. Griffin. Cohen. Cohen. Yeah, sorry. Cohen. Cohen. There's Cohen. a weird two dots above the E that they're uh, supposed to be there. Yeah, that's I hard to type. Those. Yeah, who knows how to do those. Um, a member of the school of the Griffin, but trusted enough to be allowed to stay at Kaer Morin. He was present during series training and died participating during the Second Northern War. Hmm. Uh, and uh, last but not least, we have uh, what's the whole name? I got to look up the whole name. Oh, right? yeah. You got to you got to do the whole name. I got to do the whole idea. Yeah. You guys know where we're going with this. We we got a uh, Cirilla Fiona Ellen Rhiannon, um, <laughs> who uh, is not important in any way and we'll never talk about her again. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> That's probably the most important character have, in everything. Yeah, yeah. It, it's ar- you could arguably say that she's the main character of the 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 book series or just the entire series. Um, so definitely 
be talking about her later on, probably multiple times, same along with Carol. So, yep. Yep. All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, this is a really cool list. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode about the school of the wolf. Uh, Toasty, where are we going next week? Uh, I kind of want to continue this conversation that we're having talking about the different schools and things. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think, uh, based on all the things we heard, I think the best school to talk about, it would be the school of the cat. Yeah. a, A lot of their stuff was really intermingled with, um, the school of the wolf. Um, and, depending because obviously the school of the wolf is going to have a lot of information it's the most well known i think out of all the schools um so i may i may tack on another school if it's uh not enough we'll see we'll see we'll see how much there is to cover um as with any of these episodes we always want to make sure that we you know give you enough content but uh we've also run right up against the xbox game pass show so we can't go too long so um Mm -hmm. you know we're trying to figure out that balance but um thank you everybody for tuning in we also had a request um last night actually somebody was like hey when are you guys going to do a patreon because some of the um, listeners on some of the other shows that we some of our friends from the other shows were like hey i want to help support the witcher lorecast and i'd love to get on an episode and chat with you guys because some of the other lorecast shows we we have different patreon tiers and at tier four or higher you can actually um join us at the end of every month and chat with us about the the lore the topics whatever and the patrons often get a chance to kind of chime in and say what they want to talk about so if you've ever wanted to be on a podcast that might be something we're going to set up soon so um toasty and are going to work on this week we might have a patreon set up next week with a bunch of different tiers and different rewards and things that you guys can get so stay tuned for that and um i think that's all we got for this week toasty you have anything else to share before we head out um just the usual stuff uh join the robots radio discord uh we like to have discussions over there about all kinds of games but especially the witcher um a lot of us are sharing our codes in there as well for the the monster slayer so if you're looking to add some friends in there definitely hop in there there's you know probably like six seven eight of us i don't know how many that have shared our codes in there and all add in each other um and follow uh, us on twitter uh, at witcher lorecast uh, and follow if you want to follow me specifically on twitter uh, i'm at so thanatosted all capitalized all capitalized and i am at robots underscore radio which is me and also the network so you can follow us there um this is a really cool recommendation mk10 gamer in chat says tears as the schools so like tier one would be a certain school of the witcher tier two would be another school of the witcher um or we could do t- like tiers. i don't want to i don't want to upset people because some people may have <laughs> like more preferred schools you know like, right that's true or we could do tiers as like different like kinds of people you know like farmer would be like bottom tier but then eventually you could mind. become like a witcher or a mage or bard like dandelion. a bard yeah like you could be like farmer bard witcher mage i mean i i got i got an idea siri would be like the top one i got an idea for the top one actually just because dragon just sounds cool it sounds (laughs) the coolest we i just i just want to name it the butcher of blaviken (laughs) yeah you get the top tier you are the butcher of blaviken yes yeah it sounds so cool to me that's cool that's cool all right yeah well if you have any other ideas about this stuff please let us know um we'd love to chat with you guys about this stuff and who knows maybe somebody's gonna come up with a really really cool idea and we can we can work it in um also let us know if there are certain rewards that you guys would be interested in because we'd love to be able to give you the things that you want in order to you know say thank you for helping to support the show so um sure and, also and oh stick around for the xbox game pass show that's coming up uh uh, what 20 minutes about 20 minutes yeah we'll be we'll be talking about some of the new games on the xbox game pass and some other news about video games about video games so if you like video games and you want people to play video games with then that's a great show to listen to because there's a whole group of us that get together called the xbox game pass gang and you don't even have to have xbox game pass you just have to play the games and you can join mm-hmm. us even if they're cross-platform you can even be on other cl- platforms we don't we don't care we just want to play games together. So um, also thank you everybody who joined us for the live chat. Um, I, I would love to keep increasing the number of live viewers we have because I love the com- commentary 
uh, even if I can't point it out or respond right away as, as we're doing the show, I love being able to read it and see what your, your thoughts are live. So thank you for being here, everybody. All right. We'll be back with another episode of the Witcher Lorecast next week. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back in about 20 minutes with the Xbox Game Pass show. See you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Have you ever wondered how deep the Elder Scrolls lore rabbit hole goes? Have you got a grasp of the basics and want to find out more about the universe? Written in Uncertainty is here to help you. We'll be mixing in philosophy, theology, and whatever other theory is useful with Elder Scrolls texts to untangle some of the biggest questions in the series, like what are dragon breaks, how does Chim work, where did the Dwemer go, and more. Check us out at writteninuncertainty.com or find Written in Uncertainty on any podcatcher. Thanks for listening, and catch you later in the grey maybe of Tamriel. In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast. Rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing.